Makoto Shinkai's newest movie, Suzume, finally hitting theaters. Uh, you may have heard of it for the past three months of absolute barrage in your face advertisements. You know the melody of the main song, I'll tell you that much. We've heard that a bunch too. But the biggest question here now is where does this movie stack up with Shinkai's other films? Is he continuing the exponential curve of crushing it? Or was this just an okay one? I don't know. We should probably talk about that if you think about it. So let's just do the just that. Thanks. To the I Married a Wee podcast, it's your favorite anime podcast that with this being the second one off the schedule, you can consider schedules dead around here. <laughs> um, hey, are you new here? My name is Tom, the husband weeb in the uh, dual weeb household. Got my wife over here. What's your name? I'm Danielle. Oh, she's the best. We like her a lot. Met her in college, introduced her to these crazy cartoons, and she happened to like them. So I said, let's marry that ASAP. And now she's stuck with me. Do you think your anime watching would be crushed if I didn't take a liking to it? No, I just wouldn't talk to you as much. <laughs> we only talk. We don't even. It's silence in this house until we start recording the podcast. Funny. No, I mean, I'd probably just still. We wouldn't be doing the podcast if you didn't like it. So that any time that we've spent recording this, I'd probably just watch anime. Mm-hmm. Sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. Mm-hmm. You know, disappear. I feel like you definitely wouldn't have watched probably the breath. Oh, yeah. No. You probably would have just watched the fire ones. It's been, it's been a journey. Yeah, it's been. It's been. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, and I'm happy that we've been able to kind of just start watching it together. It's a good little hobby of relaxing. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's nice to throw in a real movie here and there, but uh, no, for, for the most part, we like a lot of anime around here and that's kind of why we do this podcast. Long of the long of it. <laughs> uh, hey, you got Instagram. I married a wee pod. On Instagram is gonna is how you're gonna find us. So just check us out. Uh, we post Monday and Thursday at the very least, basically to establish what the episode uploaded was. And you could uh, you know give us your thoughts on there, or if you haven't rated us on uh, the streaming platform of your choice for listening to this podcast, go ahead and leave us a rating on there. The link tree of the Instagram or the description of this episode is where you'll find a link to our Discord, which I would highly recommend. We've met a lot of great people. Uh, and we, we like them a lot. Uh, we basically talk anime. We roll for waifus. We show off the things that we buy that are anime-based. Uh, we generally will get a message here and there about how Yu Yu Hakusho is still the best one around. <laughs> um, and, and if you agree with that, well, then please get your ass in there. Because uh, we like a lot of people like that. Uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Are you, uh, do you happen to not be new around here? Oh, by golly. We appreciate you coming back yet another uh, a week. Some, you know, you never know when you're just going to stop. Sand Butcher's here again, and so thank you for that. Okay? That's what I'm trying to say. What do you think, Danielle? I, um, I just want to do, I don't need to clarify ourselves. Oh. We didn't mean to go off the schedule a second time, oh. but we meant to watch Escaflone. Yes. And our one reliable resource ended up not being reliable, i.e. Well, no, our friend. I think we fell off too. <laughs> no, no, no. Basically, yeah. we were supposed to have a guest on for that episode and he actually uh, owns Escaflone and uh, just we'd been playing phone tag. It didn't work out. And I had one. We had one heck of a busy weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, we now have our home again. 
So yeah. my parents moved out. This yes, weekend. we've had the the um, the parents living in the basement for about ten months, ten and a half months, and so the Weebs uh, are finally uh, living in their own home again, which is nice. <laughs> so it's been great. A lot of silence around here and uh, living large. It's going to be a little bit to get Faye to understand that we don't have cats in, uh, downstairs or in the garage anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank heavens. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's great with today's theme of this movie of uh, cats just causing trouble, just yeah. continuing to cause trouble. <laughs> but we'll get into that action. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys went out and actually got to see this movie. It was uh, it was quite good. Visually mm-hmm. stunning per usual. We expected that, obviously. Soundtrack slapping per usual. Rad wimps handling the business. I love that 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 is just the thing. It's just the thing. The, Dakota Shinkai does a movie. You're going to get rad wimps. Yeah, it's like Tim Burton and uh, oh. Johnny Depp. Basically, yeah. they're always together. Yeah. <laughs> you hear Tim Burton's doing something, well, Johnny's in it. Yeah. So, And that's rad wimps, Makoto Shinkai. Uh, those who are not in the know of who the, the man himself is, he's just kind of a guy who hit the scene and is just, uh, everyone's obsessed with him. He's done movies such as Your Name, Weathering With You, and earlier than that, he did several others, uh, Five Centimeters Per Second. Gardner Words. Gardner Words and things of that nature. Really hitting a stride with Your Name. I think. I think that made him global. Yeah. Because before that, again, still visually great. And, and we've enjoyed watching some of those, except for five centimeters per second. That was five <laughs> centimeters per bad. Tom, you couldn't think of something a little bit better? No, sucks. And that was a better joke than that movie. <laughs> oh, yikes. I've never even made an anime, so I can't really talk. But no, we just didn't enjoy watching that one. Yeah. That's okay. And it know? wasn't just even us two. Michael, our our dear friend that we watch a lot of anime with, he also was not. He just, it, we so. looked at it, we had finished. We looked at each other like, what was that? <laughs> but it's because we were coming from your name. I think if it was back in the day when it had first come out, we'd probably be in a better spot with it. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. And frankly, that's just how this world works. Uh, you win some, you lose some. And that's just not a win for us. Uh, what else is going on with you? Anything, uh, anything new? No, no. Just, uh, just where, did, where did our, yeah. And where did our nice weather go? Oh, yeah. Went Illinois. Poopy. Illinois, really much, uh, really big fan of that with, it was legitimately 80 degrees <laughs> yesterday, sweating my bald head off. Uh, and then it was 40 degrees today <laughs> and raining and I think snowing at one point. Oh yeah. It was like a, a thick sleet. A sleety snow. Uh, Wild. Uh, why do we live here? I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question. I'm glad you're asking and we will never have an answer to that. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways. I think when the weather started to get warmer, when it was like in that nice, that like perfect 70 degree weather where it's like, it can be hot if you're in the sun, but it's still comfortable. You know, it's not too, too much. And I was like, if I could just live somewhere where it's like this all year round and you were like California. And I was like, oh no, never mind. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> I don't want to live there. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I like visiting. Don't want to live there. No kidding. <laughs> that's the truth. That's maybe- Everyone's like, oh yeah, that's how I feel about your stupid state. It's hey. Like, hey, we're part of the hating hey. estate. Don't worry about that. I don't want to live here either. <laughs> Help. Kind of Help us. <laughs> uh, let's do a little bit of anime news. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do around here. We've kind of fallen into a bit of a, a bit of a, what do you call that? Mm. Um, a routine? Routine. Okay. Sure, sure. I wasn't sure if that was a uh, word. Stick around. We might be reliable when we're reviewing this film. 
uh, Super Mario Bros. movie earning 500 million worldwide as of April 14th, two days ago. So it's got to be way higher than that. But that puts it as the highest grossing film of 2023 thus far. Wow. I've heard great things. Oh, really? I'm yeah, I've heard nine out of 10 from several people. I've heard. Now, uh, I like Chris Pratt, but I don't know if I like him as the Mario voice. Well, join the club. That's, I think, what everyone was saying, but ah. I think people can look past it oh, okay. uh, because they're very much enjoying it. I've heard, hmm. the, I've heard the soundtrack's great. Jack Black doing a song as Bowser. Oh. Some stuff like that. But uh, Jack Black. Right? He's wild. He is wild. I, <laughs> I like that guy. Seems yeah. like, he seems like a real good dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the Oshinoko has been on the radar because yes. that's, that I believe took over on Mal as number one rated thing ever. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's still the thing or not, but with a 90 minute first episode, I don't know. I still think it's a little cheesy to already be the top rated thing of all time with one episode out, but Hey, internet do your thing. Am I right? Well, we were, uh, we were greeted with a beautiful, um, opening thing theme called Idol by Yoasobi. And I've I loved their theme uh for Witch of Mercury, the Gundam show. Uh-huh. Big fan of that. And this song's a slapper as well. If you haven't heard the one from that or if you know, you can of course hear it once the intro slaps when you're gonna be watching it. But uh, I love the band. Love the band. Very happy about that. Interesting. Now let's bring it back to Suzume news. Let's keep it on brand. Not mm-hmm. often that you get anime news that coincides with what you're talking about, especially when you don't talk about things on the cutting edge. Uh, the film ranks at number four on opening day with projected opening weekend earnings of U.S. $5 million. Uh, it opened with $2.15 million on Friday in the United States, which uh, nothing to, uh, to shake the stick of a the leg of a chair at, you know what I'm saying? The missing <laughs> leg of a chair. Please, I'm just trying to connect it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it, I guess, uh, is airing in about 20, and we'll, we'll round up 2,200 locations, including IMAX and other premium large formats. Sony is projecting it to um, earn 5 million opening weekend. So we were part of those sales. And it's, it's just kind of crazy. It's, it, it ranked at number one, it's opening day in many countries' box office. It's currently the highest selling anime, uh, anime. <laughs> <laughs> the highest selling Japanese anime in China of all time. Oh, wow. Uh, and has sold more tickets in South Korea than any other Japanese film. So Shinkai's spreading around, okay? Mm-hmm. The, 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 if you, we're all part of the cult now, okay? We'll watch anything that he spits out, and this was a joy. I think it was a good movie, and we'll get into... It's not my favorite of it, obviously, but uh, we'll, we'll get a a little bit into that uh yeah so anyways i know some of you will actually listen to our podcast even when not seeing what the episode's about and uh for you i gotta really do a i gotta single you out for a very much thank you thank you because that's too kind of you we know that it's kind of not easy to go in and just get stuff spoiled but for those not in the know a quick little uh overview of the plot here suzume it's a journey of uh the main character suzume uh, from Kyushu, the south, the very southern part of ja- uh, Japan, Nihon, and uh, she encounters a boy, well, a, a man in college named Sota, 
He travels Japan searching for mysterious doors located in ruins of places abandoned by humans. Well, you better believe Suzume ends up kind of butting in. And unfortunately, the guardian of this particular door near where she was living uh, ends up being freed by her, which creates a little bit of a problem as this thing called the worm throughout the movie is trying to escape. Every time the worm comes out, uh, it kind of just, <laughs> it looks a little phallic, but it comes on <laughs> out. And if once it hits a certain point, uh, these golden uh, strings end up attaching to it. And then it falls, creating a huge earthquake, killing many people. And it's just causing uh, what I would deem, and I don't know about you, Daniel, a bad time. Yeah. Uh, for the cartoons involved. So cue an adventure of finding the guardians and trying to make everything better. That sound up your alley. We'll check it out when you can. I don't know if it's playing multiple weekends or not. I thought when we looked it up, it was playing through this week or at least till like late in the week. I yes. thought it was until Wednesday or Thursday. So you probably got a couple more days to try and check it out if you have not seen it by the time you're listening to this episode. And hopefully this will be on Crunchyroll or a streaming service pretty quickly. I feel like that's how it is nowadays. Yeah, movies does, in theater and then it's going to be streamable it definitely doesn't take too long yeah so it, it'll be out eventually and then you can check it out i will say now that we can kind of get into spoilers and things like that i'm not going to set a tone here but you don't need to see it right away yeah i think it's waitable but you should definitely see it i think it one i am going to say the seats we picked in the theater were absolutely perfect I don't think there's better seats to have ever existed. Yeah, I I am a prima donna when it comes to relaxing and watching a movie, mm -hmm. even in the nice comfy chairs. Sure. And the only thing that was hurting by the end of the movie watching was my butt because <laughs> we were sitting for so long. Yeah. Um, but no, seeing it on the big screen because it's a Makoto Shinkai movie yeah. is just a feast. Um, but if you can't see it, this week, I'm sure you got a nice 50 inch or something at home. It'll be perfectly yes. fine. Yeah. No one's still watching on tube TVs. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. Even on a phone, this would look like this would look yeah, great. True. Yeah. Yeah. All stemming basically from Makoto Shinkai. I guess the idea was a brewing from back in the day. You know, interviews have been coming out from him, but there was a massive earthquake back in 2011, March 11, 2011. Japan experiencing the strongest earthquake in its recorded history struck in the Tohaku region, uh, northern part of the island of Honshu, and then it caused a tsunami, which just just bad. So it produced waves up to 132 feet high and more than 450,000 people became homeless as a result of the tsunami and more than 15,500 people died. Oh, so. Severely crippled the infrastructure of the country. It was just, it was just devastation, right? So I think since that day, uh, Machine Kai was kind of brewing the project up from that because he had felt a disruption in like a peaceful daily life and just how life as they knew it in, honestly, the country as a whole was uprooted because of these events. And so it was like, okay, you know, Japan, a beautiful scenery, and yet this dark looming thing can happen at any point. So it changed his movie making process. And he started to think more about how humans can coexist in a world with disaster happening 
and how they can be displaced at basically any given moment, but then you still want to harbor hope within that. So it's kind of just keeping, Hmm. I don't know, it's almost kind of like that live every day like it's your last because I mean, theoretically, Mother Nature is absolutely uh, terrifying. Well, and um, Sota says that when Mm -hmm. they're in the ever after uh, at the the end of the movie and he's talking to... Uh, I think he's talking to like the people or the spirits that used to live on the grounds, you know, and he was saying, you know, uh, something along the lines of we, we live each day in the hopes that we get one more. Yeah. Maybe something like that, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really beautiful. Oh yeah. Striking the main theme here. This movie is about loss, uh, the trauma that comes with it. And then as I had mentioned, kind of having the strength, having the hope, uh, to continue through it. Uh, we've already said that we're going to get into spoilers, but you know, very on the nose by the end of this film when Suzume is handing in the ever after, you know, time is all at once or whatever. So we end up finding out that it wasn't her mom that she saw as a kid as she accidentally stumbled into this ever after. It was herself handing herself this uh, chair as a memento from her mom. And it was a cute little scene going back to seeing her mom making the chair for her. It was so cute and such a kid thing. Where's its face? Mm-hmm. Mom's like, it's a chair. What do you, yeah. All right, fine. Boom. Puts eyes in it. It's so cute. Is it done yet? Is it Is done, it done yet? yet? And so she, as she's handing the chair to herself, she says, one day you're going to grow up. You're going to fall in love with people and you're going to fall in love with yourself. Basically, end all be all is the story of the grief from her experiences, but allowing time to pass and that humans are resilient enough that with enough time all things will pass and so it's been done before will will heal exactly and it's been done before but i think this was a very good telling i think it was also very tastefully done you know with that inspiration he didn't lean too heavy into it um but it was obviously you know still a very charming kind of you know thing to to do the scenery when little Suzume, the movie opens with a, a young her kind of walking through this disarray, a boat is on a house and all this stuff or whatever. And honestly, if you look at some images from that tsunami and stuff and just the, very reminiscent of some of the pictures that I've seen from that earthquake and the things that happened from there. Mm. But um, the opening scene just being walk, walking through that chaos was really, yeah, really just set the tone. You knew that this wasn't like a, oh, because your name starts super cute. Weathering with they all generally start very cheery. So this kind of had a more realistic tone to it, and just kind of getting right into the meat and potatoes. No one wants to see a little cute anime girl crying. Are you kidding me? And calling for her mommy. And calling for her mommy, which actually it wasn't labeled on the ticket. Uh, we normally go and see sub. This is the first Shinkai that we've seen in dub, uh, and it wasn't too bad. No. I wasn't, I wasn't upset with it. I thought it was still very good. Yeah. Handled well. And it allowed me to actually really soak in some of the details that were being drawn in the movie. Um, correction though. Don't we watch your name in English? Yes. Oh, correction. Correction I, accepted. You're correct. Now yeah. I just can't remember if weathering with you, I think we've watched, we've watched everything both ways. Hmm. Um, I can't remember if weathering with you, we watched subbed or dubbed in theater because that one we did see no weathering with you i think we saw subbed okay then that one we probably only watched sub because that's what we're familiar with but your name we 
definitely watch in English. You're right. Because the Rad Wimp songs are in English. Mm-hmm. In the English hey, So don't trust me at all. <laughs> it, it, listen. The, I'm, the, I'm sometimes the fact checker. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. Keep me, uh, what do they say in corporate America? Now keep me honest here. <laughs> keep me as honest as you can. Enough. We're not keeping anyone honest. Just be honest. How's that? <laughs> yeah. So. But as, as you were saying, mm-hmm. seeing this uh, dubbed was very nice in the theater. So you could just sit back and actually just watch exactly. the spectacle. Yeah. So the opening scene, I think he had said, I'm probably going to butcher it. Something like he just tried to imagine what the world would look like had there not been any human intervention after uh, the tsunami. So that's kind of what he was basing that thing. Mm. And then from there, like, I think he then pictured, I can be butchering this, by the way. I don't know. The ever after, I think, was just like the grassy, overgrown fields that would spring up through the disaster as nature just kind of takes over again or whatever like that. So. No, it was certainly a big move for him. Mm-hmm. I definitely felt the difference. Still him 100%. There's a lot of tropes. It's like, okay, it's a Shinkai, absolutely. Um, but no, I'm, I'm proud of him to keep it fresh. I don't want... I was getting a little worried that he was falling into too much of a pattern. And while the pattern's kind of still there-ish, it was, it was fresh. It was fresh enough that I was like, okay, cool. Go ahead. Oh, oh, the double breathing. I'm going to hand that one to you. <laughs> and I, I think this is, now we haven't seen all of his works, and I'm just basing this off, off of the five that we've seen, this included. Sure. This is the most fantastical one. With yeah. Like the, I mean, time traveling in, um, or I guess the, the double, what is that, universes? Timelines? What is that called? What's happening? And, sorry, in, uh, in your, your name. Yeah. That's like two different dimensions. Like that's, that's pretty fantastical sci-fi, yeah. but I think the supernatural aspect of this one is definitely the, the biggest that he's a little done. Bit of a, yeah. Cause there was a doubt weathering with you had the spirits, had the sky stuff, but it was just more of like a dabble. We were mostly grounded in a realistic, well, semi-realistic Tokyo kind of situation. This while Tokyo had a much more, yeah, it was imaginative. Had very Ghibli-esque feel, which I hate doing that. That's what the internet keeps saying about this movie. Wow, this is a real, you know, this is his nod to uh, Ghibli and all that good stuff. And it may be, I just don't want to lock down every single thing by saying, well, it had some weird shit in it, so it's got to be a Ghibli kind of deal. You know, ducks with leaves on their head, taking baths, (laughs) spared it away. Uh, But no, I mean, the big penis worms and like things like that, it's just, this was a... Yeah, it was otherworldly. Mm-hmm. And so it was It was kind of a nice departure. Yeah. Still going to go ahead and say your name is my favorite of the three. You were saying that this. This, so I. Of the three films. Of the, of your name, Weathering With You, and now Suzume. It goes, your name is obviously going to be Top Dog. And then Weathering With You. And then this. Yeah. It did not. I still would. I still have more rewatchability with weathering with you then i i can foresee with this interesting okay kind of tied with rewatchability for me weathering with you in this one okay uh your name having the most we've heard it i know okay i hear you moving on (laughs) uh (laughs) but with this i think the biggest gripe that i'm gonna have and let's just let's air some of this out before we uh you know rip 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 into it but um well not rip into the movie but my thing is, I just, there wasn't as much of a emotional uh, 
tether to me. Okay. Your name having more, that one emotionally hit me the most. Weathering with you having some moments that hit me emotionally. This relatively. I can agree. You know, it Mm. was, it was very good. Big fan of it. I'm going to own it. But emotionally, I didn't uh, connect enough to even get so much as I had heard of some people getting teary eyed, which I could see in certain moments for sure. I just never really got there. Um, The moments that made me teary eyed were moments that I think a majority of the people wouldn't. Oh, Um, do tell. I think because I'm a mom. Oh, uh, are you? Her going back to her house, like near the end of the movie. Yeah. And like, mom, I'm home. I was like, ooh, like, because mm-hmm. her mom is not there. She's dead, obviously. And because of what happened. Spoiler. <laughs> um, because of the earthquake and tsunami that happened in her hometown. Um, yeah. That kind of got me a little bit. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. And I, I don't ever want to see a little baby crying for its mom when you know the mom is not there. Yeah. No. And that, that got me. I, I can't, I can't do it, that. It was hard enough leaving <laughs> Faye at church, oh putting my her to the, like the little kinder care area was not having it this morning. Yeah. She was crying. I, it took me a good five, 10 minutes sitting in church to be like, no, just, she's fine. Everything's good. You don't got to go get her. Just relax. So yeah, no, a uh, little, little kids crying has a different feel for, uh, well, it depends. Walmart <laughs> aisle three screaming their heads off crying. <laughs> Never mind. That's a different feel. Not feeling that bad with it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this had a, a good amount of comedy and I, I, I found myself laughing. The chair was just a good bit. Uh, in the duality of it, right? So one being a sentimental thing uh, and Shinkai going on and continuing the theme of the tsunami. And that's kind of where, Missing a leg, the idea was that that leg was presumably washed away in a tsunami. It was kind of like the chair was washed away and it like came up on a shore and it was missing a leg or something like that. So that's kind of the vibe he was going with that and a metaphor for Suzume's loss as well. Mm. Um, and then being the charming connection to her mom. But then also being one of the funniest running characters I've ever seen. Love Doing some crazy leaps and stuff. Listen, thank you. <laughs> thank you. We were, We were certainly grounded with this movie while being fantastical and then he jumped from a hundred yards out onto a ferris wheel as a chair i'm like okay listen dog i believed the worm i believe the fact he is a chair but that chair shouldn't jump like that you know that's that was the that was the tipping because if he could jump like that why couldn't he catch up to the cat when he was chasing it you know every other time he was chasing the cat on the ground (laughs) yeah exactly right uh, when when talking about uh, landmarks such as Mount Fuji, along with the ruins of the destruction, and it's showing the duality. I'm going to continue to use that word, I guess. That's like a Slipknot song, duality. You remember that one? I didn't listen to Slipknot. Sorry. I figured as much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, b- behind the beauty of that and then the abandoned places and all that stuff, but it was to represent and depict Japan in its current state, including the beautiful sites that it now has and the beautiful elements and the different ruins was a metaphor for the wounds and scars that the country itself has left behind Mm. uh, as a result of the natural disasters that that poor country has to deal with. That island, yeah, it it ain't easy over there. They get hit pretty good. And so this is a a good nod to it. I think it's a, it would probably hit a lot. I wonder it's how it's hitting the audience over there, right? 
Because 2011, you know, wasn't that long ago. No, it truly wasn't. And and the rebuilding of it was pretty impressive. Mm. That is a, a feat of a very strong uh, country. That mm-hmm. was pretty, pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, because I mean, as an outside, you know, the U.S., you know, you can look at it and go, oh my God, that sucks. But it's like, it's not going to, this movie's not going to impact us as much as, you know. The, unless, the, unless you've lived somewhere like when Florida had that really bad hurricane this year or, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, the fires in like California and stuff like that. I think only if you have been in a part of America or experienced some kind of national disaster, I think it obviously would affect you here, but. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes that's few and far between, so. Yeah, there, in, in, because I remember it popping up or whatever, but then I remember re-hearing about it and watching some of the footage and all that stuff, but no, uh, very well-known Japanese actor, Ken Watanabe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Journey Across Japan, that was kind of like his, it w- if I could ever get him on the show, and he eventually did, mm-hmm. and it was such a great episode. If you haven't checked out a, a Abroad in Japan on YouTube, you have to. It's a, a guy from the UK ended up moving over there, and it's just so funny. He talks about like anything and everything that you want. It's a great way to just kind of get soaked in and just figure out a little bit more about uh, Japanese culture through someone who had to learn it, you know. And so he's got a kind of a good way of explaining things and all that stuff. But Ken Watanabe, being mostly an action star, he was in The Last Samurai, Memoirs of a Geisha. He was in Inception. He's the guy who they get into his brain. They're trying to get into his, I believe he was the main dude they were trying to. He was in Godzilla, the 2014 uh, version. So Batman Begins, he was in. Yeah, so I mean, oh, Letters to Iwo Jima. How am I going to forget that one? Are you out of your mind, Tom? Holy crap. Uh, But yeah, anyways, there's a good amount of movies he's been in, right? Mm -hmm. So he, after seeing it, I want to say he just... He just kept repeatedly visiting and met more than 20,000 people, heard their stories. And then uh, at one of the port cities in the Miyagi prefecture, he actually opened up a cafe and just he's been there working. So it's like it's just it's this major actor who's now working at a local cafe and he's just trying to help people connect and network through disaster areas. And just like he's just taken such a great if celebrities would just do this. He's just a legend in my eyes now mm. because he's just so compassionate and just to have taken that's like Dave Chappelle living in that smaller town and just how he walks through town and people don't treat him like, oh my God, it's Dave Chappelle. It's like, no, oh, hey, what's up, Dave? That's kind of the vibe. And that was part of Abroad in Japan's video as he goes and visits him at the cafe. And he said, it's just, it's so crazy that like, yeah, I mean, he's just such a good people person and he just mm. cares so much. And it's just people like that that you need during times like that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a sweet story. Yes. Yeah, so, and you could certainly look up a bit more on it eventually because I know I'm not the most eloquent in d- describing this stuff. But certainly one of the celebrities that I was like, you know what? Major points. That's some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you had to put, I don't know, if you had to put your least favorite thing on the board from this movie. What's something about the movie that just didn't strike you the most and maybe is why it's sitting at three in our little uh, major trilogy of Shinkai movies thus far? Um, I think I could name a couple. 
Oh, okay. I did think the movie was too long. I think it just felt, I, I think the runtime's fine, but it felt long okay. for sure. Because I think it's about a two hour long movie. It is two hours. Yeah. I looked at the runtime for um, Weathering With You is an hour 52. Mm-hmm. And then Your Name is the shortest of of the three. We're oh, only three, comparing yeah. the three. Yeah, the an other hour ones, 46. we're going, whenever we talk Shinkai in a like proper sense, we're talking about like the, the nitty gritty stuff. Mm-hmm. But sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so your name is an hour forty six. So this is the the longest okay. um of the three. There there was a point, and I don't I hate to say this, but and I think it was when she when she uses Sota as the like relic to mm-hmm. defeat the worm. Uh they kind of wrapped that scene up and I was like, oh, the movie is gonna be over soon. Sure. And I like then I felt a little disappointed when it when I realized she was going to go and save him I was like oh man how much more of this movie is going <laughs> to yeah, be there right. um because I I didn't I didn't understand like how they were gonna wrap it up and they did wrap it up and it, and it was great and I'm glad that he yeah. didn't have to stay a relic um and that's another thing too that I think is not like a true negative, but something as as you said earlier, yeah, I couldn't get wrapped up in is the romantic aspect between them two. I thought it was sure. very like friendly, yeah. But it's like okay, because he he doesn't divulge much of himself in the movie. She knows him as a chair, and then she's in love with him by the end. I agree. I and maybe that's where I was like the heartstrings weren't fully there because like her going to save him like. She's just being a hero right now. I don't think I didn't feel the love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Cute chair. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I saw him and he asked me for directions on the side of a hill. Yeah. I mean, I'd be in love at first sight. A door. Yeah, there's the door to my house. Would you like (laughs) some tea? (laughs) (laughs) Too good. And the the joke I wanted to say every time in the movie when he was a chair was, you can sit on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she sits on his face at one point. Uh, Yeah. I was surprised the, the chair didn't turn red in that point. Hey, yo. Yeah, no, couldn't agree more. It was such a weird, that was such a weird scene. Just out of nowhere, it's like, hey, join us. And then sits on his face like, wait, excuse me. Suzume, relax, lady. Yeah, yeah. No, after we were talking, because we went with a group of friends for this one, uh, going back to like the length and and all that, I would have loved, because there's a scene where useless grandpa, he's in a hospital. Relax, Tom. Listen, he's got a job to do. Get him in a wheelchair. Get him in a, get him in a Josie and let's get going. She was like a hundred miles an hour down a hill. <laughs> this dude can get to the door if he needs to. Um, he's a cartoon. I can say all this. And uh, no, but I loved it. That, you know, she visits him in the hospital, which was a useless scene. I guess they could have just gotten rid of that, but it, 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 it kind of aided in some things. But uh, could you imagine if she, because the grandpa goes, you know, he, he's already moved on to the afterlife. He, he's a new key or, right, key guardian or yeah. what do they call it? Uh, keystone. Keystone. Yeah, there you go. He's a new keystone. Just forget about him and move on. And I would have loved. <laughs> and then the things roll and be like, that's pretty cold. I like that. <laughs> that's as cold as he is in that sitting in that chair. That's funny. Yeah, right. Uh, I feel like, yes, they could have cut that scene. He has all of those books. 
um, yeah. in his in his apartment. I feel like they could have cut the grandpa scene and she just goes back to his apartment, which she does after that. Sure. And just maybe divulges some kind of information from those books. Yeah, and maybe. we could have just cut that scene. I did like at the end, though, because he realizes like, oh, like she digs them. This could work. Yeah. And then we get that unnamed black cat that shows up. We don't know why this other keystone has what materialized. Well, it, no, no, no. It's got a name. But at the point when it shows up. Oh, it just, yeah, there were certain things. It's like, oh, and now there's a black cat. Hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, obviously the other keystone. But yeah, there was just no context to it, which was like, okay, you've been so detailed in showing me water dripping off of a fucking leaf. But we're not going to just give us a little bit of an intro here. But yeah. that intro was cold. Taking over the ant and making her say that brutal stuff. That just symbolically showing that humans got some acid in their in their spit. And mm -hmm. sometimes it comes out, but they powered right through it. I'll give them credit. Yeah. Uh, the ant. Now, do you think she's. I, I mean, you think she's smashing it with the friend? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. What do you think? Uh, main dude. Say his name one more time. Sota. S Sota. Yeah. Uh, him or his friend. Which one's a cooler anime dude? Uh, I mean, I like the look of Sota more, but if we have to go just on the cool factor, I guess Sarazawa. Yeah, his his uh, car was shit, but his style, <laughs> he was stylish. He was. I wish I could pull off the Harry Potter specs. I yeah. really do. You have to have a certain like you do. fit. Yeah, it ain't me. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's not this fit. You'll yeah. look too much like Daniel Radcliffe, oh. and I'm not into that. Oh, Daniel Radcliffe in uh, that one where he's a dead guy. Oh, yeah. We haven't seen that one. I can't remember what, what, what that, that movie is called. I can't oh, Swiss Army Man or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah. I've never seen it. But I thought it was funny that, um, so Suzume, when we first see her and I'm looking at her face, she looks like the, the guy, the main character. She looks like a dude? Wait, her <laughs> facial features, like her chin, the way her face is drawn, like obviously not the hair, but looks like. And I can't remember what his name is, but from the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie. Oh, the main dude? Yeah. She kind of looks like him a little bit. I was like, oh, I'm getting like this kind of vibe feel. And then Sota gives me uh, Howl from Howl's Moving Castle <laughs> yeah. vibes. Yeah, sure. I liked it. And I love Howl. 10 out of you 10. You do love Wood Howl. Bang. Do you, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Would uh, jump onto his Moving Castle. Yeah, definitely. No kidding. Good luck catching that thing. <laughs> Uh, howl's like, a, uh, you, I, but are we talking, are we talking book howl or movie howl? Oh God, not book howl, movie, movie. Okay, good. You're going to want to start clarifying that because book howl is a bit of a, a dirt bag. Yeah. That's okay. Oh, womanizer. Yeah. Womanizer. Yeah. Uh, this movie already up as nominee at the Golden Berlin Bear, uh, for best film. So we'll see if it takes home the win, if it's even happened yet. I don't know what's going on, but it's got the, no it's a nominee. So wow, that's cool to see. That's uh, real cool to see. The visuals, obviously great. Uh, other visuals that were great were uh, the, the satisfying tufts of dead grass coming up as I purchased a bit of a suburban purchase. <laughs> okay, I was yeah. at, uh, yeah, that segue. Hit. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I picked up a D-Thatcher. Tom, what's a D-Thatcher? All right, well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, now that we own a good size yard, I want it to be healthy. I want it to be lush. I want uh, Faye to not feel like she's 
walking on, I don't know, what are, what does our lawn currently feel like when it, you're walking it on just, it? It just, it feels like a, a small, like a small bed of grass clippings with pine cones or wood chips underneath. It's it not really, comfortable. Yeah, it's not comfortable on the feet. Does it need to be? No, but I'd like it to be. So uh, by dethatching, I basically pull behind my mower these tines that go in the grass. They pick up this thatch layer, which is a bunch of dead grass that eventually compacts and creates a layer underneath. It'll eventually dissolve, but when it piles up enough, it blocks your fertilizer, your seed, and proper water going down to the soil where it needs to get. Uh, that's been your uh, lawn care uh, blurb of the day. So I got that, and my God, the satisfaction of just even one pass, the amount of just dead crap that came up was staggering. Yeah, yes. I could not believe how much couldn't believe it. How much thatch was that, under there? That's a lot of thatch. <laughs> uh, and honestly, the only thing that maybe this weekend matched that was, in fact, the visuals of this movie. Let's let's bring it right on back. You're welcome. Uh, the scenes that really handled it was Tokyo's main door. Obviously, when we get our pivotal moment of Shouta becoming a keystone. Um, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. They were giving us hints, you know, the, the cat ends up saying, uh, what was the cat? Um, the cat's name is Daijin. The white one? Was, was it Udajin? Or no, was it Daijin? Yeah, the white cat. Oh, okay. So Daijin, uh, basically, yeah, just saying, no, I'm going to stay here with her and you're going to go. It's like, all right, that's pretty on the nose, but we'll take it. So eventually turning into key, but the spiraling kind of fractal feel of the worm at that moment, that wasn't a worm at that point. That guy went mega mode and just kind of turned into this umbrella blanket. The cat casually saying, hey, you should probably stab him with your boy there. Otherwise, everyone's <laughs> going to die. Yeah. Which I don't think you get to hear that enough. Stab it with that person who's a chair now <laughs> so that the people of Tokyo don't die. Yeah. Uh, anime keeping it classy, keeping it fresh, and keeping it weird. Um, <laughs> we like it. We love it. And so that scene, gorgeous. And it, it, we were talking a little bit about that scene after the movie, too, because that was one of the scenes. And I like doing it, but then there's sometimes I'm like, oh, this sounds so pretentious. But there's sometimes I'm getting too wrapped up looking at the scene than watching the scene. Mm. Um, a lot of parallax movement in this uh, movie, parallax being basically when an object is far away from the camera or yourself versus close, the one closer to you moves a lot faster from left to right across the screen than something in the background. Obviously, when you're in a car, right, and there's a mountain in the back, the stores are ripping past you on the road, but the mountain is slowly, slowly. That's just called parallax. There was a lot in that in the movie. A lot mm -hmm. of camera movements with a lot of parallax going on. It shows depth and it just creates a little bit more realism. That's actually a big secret to why these movies look so damn good is because there's a lot of realistic camera movements. Mm. Well, that and then the uh, color treatments, superb. But uh, that being said, oh, and the heat waves in this movie too, when he's walking up the street and like the heat waves, it's such a cheap trick and it works every damn time. Oh, I love it. Anyways, because <laughs> um, yeah, all you're doing is putting... I'll explain this to you later. I'm okay. not going to bore everyone. Sure, sure. But uh, anyways, with the parallax stuff, there was a lot of times where you can tell when they actually did a 3D object and then like did the anime paint job over it to have the camera movement, have multidimensional, um, you know, when I'm moving left to right with a camera and it's a box with the corner facing us, you're going to see one side grow and one side get smaller just because 
I mean, the human eye understands it, but anyways, there was one scene where a bucket was moving from right to left as she is sitting outside the middle school. And the bucket is just not like, it is dimensionally not moving. I'm like, oh, that's on a plane. Like I could just see things that were like, they chose to just do as a flat plane that was moving versus an actual 3D object. And it was just kind of fun to see. Interesting. Okay, you'll you'll have to point those out to me on our next rewatch. Yeah, once we own it, I'll show you. But no, and, and this is this is a masterclass in showing that CG is there. There was so much in this movie. Well, if anyone's going to do it right. It's it, that's true. And I think just the team, 3D at this point isn't even really, it's not about the quality of your model quality of your textures and your lighting he now has a brand guideline essentially to what he needs to the point where you know the opening scenes in the fields all of the close-up foliage is clearly 3d using some i uh, did notice that yeah but it was the textures matching so well with the rest Mm. It, it was just done super well and um just goes to show that when utilized you can pump out this beautiful I don't think production for how beautiful this movie is production wasn't that, that long for it. I know he was kind of messing with the idea, but this is a gorgeous movie. Every scene, a painting, you know, you can take any of these scenes and turn it into your wallpaper. And, um, two of two have already come out after just a few short years. Just goes to show you 3d's handling it, man. 3d's Mm -hmm. doing the work and it's, it's, it's good to see it done so well. Yeah. Um, I think as long as you keep your characters 2D, that, that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I getting to with that? Was that kind of it? Was the parallax stuff maybe? Mm. I don't know. Maybe. Well, you can think on that for a minute. Okay. I wasn't going to base it off of Mal, Mal's rating. So instead, uh-huh. yeah. I went to IMDb. Sure. What's IMDb given this one? So your name is obviously number one at 8.4 out of 10. Granted, it has 281,000 reviews. Um, Weathering with you as at a 7.5 and Suzume 7.8. So currently, uh, and that's only with 62. Oh, it's got more reviews. Or wait, is that? Okay, it looked like 62,000, but it's 6.2. And I was like, okay, okay. how does it already have more reviews than Weathering With You? You can't see the little dot um, on uh, IMDb. So Suzume already ranked higher than Weathering With You. Oh, interesting. I can see it. I can see it. I think this took, Weathering With You was a spiritual precursor to the vibe of this one. I think it was really starting to get into that otherworldly feeling. And this took it to the next level. That one, uh, what is the old saying? Walked so that this movie could run. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think that's kind of how it goes. So I could see that. I could see this being above weathering with you for some people. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, And we, I don't know if we ever looked it up, but there's got to be, there has to be a scene somewhere in here that shows Mitsuha and Taki in it. You're right. Yeah. The only, they called it out and weathering with you. It has to be somewhere in here. I would hope she was walking in the background of one of the Tokyo scenes or something. So I will have to Google that and see someone on the internet who took a picture in the theater or something. Mm-hmm. I did see on IMDb, sometimes going to the trivia section is kind of fun. I don't know the um, validity of it, but it is always nice to go in there. But supposedly um, 
let me see here. Where was it? It was something with the phone. Where is it? The first time Suzume sees videos of Daichi's whereabouts on her phone, there's a plain, playful tune playing on the background. Uh, and it's actually on the background. In the background, I think is what this person meant to write. Um, and it's actually the main theme of Weathering With You. So I didn't catch that because I mm. didn't really remember the music as much as I... Your name's music is like solidified in the brain, but um, mm -hmm. this one's not. Uh, and also this one bringing up the fact that the uh, the 2011 tsunami, we've talked about it a little bit on this podcast, am I right? Uh, no, I guess that also resulted in a... Uh, it hit the shores of Fukushima and damaged the nuclear reactor. So that's why, uh, again, supposedly that the landscape where the young uh, Suzume is found by her aunt looks like a wasteland because it's a kind of a shout to the, the nuclear reactor portion of that. Oh, making it just that much extra of devastation. Can you believe it? Hmm. Yeah. I always forget. I, I, I just did something. I was talking about not wanting to be pompous earlier, but I did something a little pompous. And it's so weird that like an IMDB page, you never make it yourself. It's just if you're on something and someone on that production is, is going through, it's sometimes people's jobs to like, oh, let me input everyone to IMDb of like doing what they are on this production or whatever. And by doing a, uh, my buddy directed a short film. And uh, from that, it was, he had gotten a budget and it was actually, you know, we rented some, some hardcore equipment, which I wouldn't expect anything less from him now that he's working in LA. And all that good stuff. Uh, love you, Charlie. Uh, his short film back in 2020 that we shot. Uh, I now have an IMDb page. <gasps> That's right. Do you really? I do. Wow. And it says, says got to put some trivia on there. Or it something. says Tom is known for blank, the name of the short film in 2020 as the visual effects supervisor. There you go. That's wow. A, Funny, know, your right? internet famous again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After the first time. <laughs> um, can you explain something to me? Sure. So I'm, like. in the, I'm in the trivia. Okay. And it says, first, it's the first Makoto Shinkai film to be produced in 2.39 uh, colon one aspect ratio. 2.39 by one aspect ratio. Uh, How is it different? I, I don't know if I knew that. That is what is considered... Um, why am I blanking? Uh, anamorphic widescreen. So that's like an exceptionally wide widescreen. Oh, okay. So our normal is 16 by nine is the gen like we went from four by three is the old tube TV. Four mm -hmm. by three is what, you know, if you want a very dated looking video, throw it in four by three or 1.33. Um, you can do either, but, uh, 4.3 being that. And then once we went up to HD, that was 16 by nine. And then since then 4k changed it up a little bit. And then people wanted to kind of get a little bit wackier and wackier with going super wide. Actually the YouTuber MKBHD, I forget what he shoots in, but his is super wide. Like you can watch it on an ultra wide and it looks phenomenal. Like his actual YouTube, like when he his upload... YouTube videos. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they look phenomenal on an ultra wide screen, which is probably why he's doing it. Um, so yes, 2.39 by one is anamorphic widescreen and anamorphic lens. Um, some more info for you for y'all is that type of lens that I was showing you. I wanted to get like a little, they make them for phones now, even it's a very fun look. It's how you get the, remember when they redid the star Trek movies 
and you got that lens flare that mm. when a very bright light is on screen, the light goes across the entire bit of screen. Okay. That's because an anamorphic lens shoots scrunched. So it shoots all of the, I know the eyes, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it shoots it all like compressed horizontally and it kind of gives it a very, it gives it like a, it's so it's shot in what would look normal. But then if, so picture a circle, right? Mm-hmm. Shot anamorphic, it would be straight. If you took a string on the top and the bottom and stretched it into an oval like that, that's how all of your footage is going to look. So everything looks stretched vertically. And then what you do is in post, you stretch it back out wide. Oh, and it corrects itself. It corrects the image. And now you have a very super wide um, shot. It looks cool. You get the coolest lens flares, in my opinion, with it. And if you get a phone version, um, if you get a phone anamorphic lens, a lot of like the like pay to get extra camera thingies will have a built-in thing that'll automatically while you're shooting unstretch it for you so you can get a better preview of what it's doing interesting yeah so yes i love that you can answer questions like that for me i have a little bit of knowledge in there sometimes (laughs) Um, (laughs) doesn't sound like it when i'm stuttering most of the time but yeah i know a teeny bit other times uh yeah so this movie um, what else is there to talk about with it? Um, something that I didn't touch on before when you asked me, you know, why, why would you rank this the way that you, yeah, did, sure, sure, that sure. I did. Um, I also felt like chasing the cat everywhere was just a little too annoying. Um, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't, I think, yes, they show, well, I don't know. It, it was a, to an adult, like if I was a kid watching this, I'm like, what is this kid? cat doing i don't get it was pretty obvious that the cat was leading them to the doors doy i didn't think that was a very big oh my gosh i can't believe it because every time there were the damn door it was there so it's like obviously the cat's going there because it's always a step ahead thanks to social media i love the amount of people and i'd love to know i'd love to have a secondary short film just basically showing maybe a tertiary character experiencing through social media that the fact that in their hometown, there was a sentient chair running around. <laughs> you know, I don't think that that's touched on enough. The fact yeah. that there is photo evidence clearer than a photo of Bigfoot. <laughs> think about how we treat Bigfoot. They have legit HD iPhone footage of this damn tr- chair running down the street chasing a cat. And what? The, everything's normal? <laughs> No, we should have been seeing on every television screen. Yeah. Uh, in any major scene, the bar scene, every drunk person there should have been, did you hear about this fucking chair? <laughs> yes, three-legged chairs just running like crazy. It's going crazy. It's going all the all over the place. Um, it was very sweet. And I think for a tale about a 17-year-old running away from home, very good outcome. It could have gone a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. A little dangerous as a girl to be just running away at, uh, at 17 years of age. Um, but I did, it was very charming to highlight the fact that, um, you know, some people do travel and come across other folks like Charlie, the, the, one of my uh, best friends um, that I had mentioned earlier. You know, he would sometimes he'd just go to a different country. He'd stay in a hostel, stay in rooms with just random other people. And I'm like, how do you, 
where's the trust there that they're not going to just kiss you in your sleep, right? <laughs> not kill, just kiss you in your sleep. He's like, no, you know, it's just this, there's nothing better than meeting people. And I agree with it. It's just, it's hard to do. Um, but this was, it was so charming seeing her get help from these other, and uh, it was only, it was women helping women. No men were helping her out, apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any motive behind that there, but um, they were just so sweet. The watching the kid, I loved that. And we did kind of touch on that. Hey, just met you, picked you up at that one spot. Watch my kids upstairs while I work at the bar downstairs. Yeah. Like, I know you're home, but you know that this random 17 year old could choke out your children up in the room, <laughs> but the children were nightmares. So actually she knew she's like, no, if anyone's killing anyone, it's these kids killing her. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> Daycare wasn't closed that day. They just didn't want them that day. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no. So that was a real charming part. I did love seeing the interactions between her and these super nice people taking her in the young girl that she meets after Chica. saving Chica. Oh, love Chica's. So we're two for two on Chica's. And she was just catching the tangerines. They did do her solid catching them tangerines. You don't want to. I wouldn't s- even have thought to do that. So good on Sota. Well, next time you're a chair in a movie that's scripted, you might do the same. <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> you know? Uh, and those things would have been rolling forever. That was a hell of a hill to be rolling. That down. would that would have been a, a profit loss. <laughs> um, and I know he's not listening. But uh, Shinkai, my man, uh, Makoto Shinkai, sir, if I could just make one suggestion. If I had one complaint about the movie is the fact she's this this Chica girl is, is riding some ugly ass stupid bike. I think if she was a proper tangerine farmer in the hills, she would have a Honda gyro canopy. Ah, uh, one, it's got a storage box attached in the back. You're not going to have a problem like this. Also taking turns with the ease and the stabilization <laughs> of a three-wheeled vehicle on a gyroscope. I, I think there was, there was definitely some, some room there. <laughs> okay. Uh, I may have to go back and edit the movie a little bit. Uh, maybe for the DVD release, they'll fix it. But other than that, I didn't see any glaring issues on my end. Um, That's and hilarious. I, and I'll tell you what, I didn't notice the anamorphic things. So now that you've mentioned that, I'm like, was that wider than usual? And you might, yeah, maybe. I mean, it doesn't help. We did see it in theater. So it's already ginormous. Yeah. So a little bit of extra work too for the homies to, uh, I mean, you're going by, you know, 10, 4k in theaters is going to be, what is true cinematic 4k now? I forget. And that's, what's so annoying with, uh, (laughs) things now is 4k resolution has different resolutions Mm -hmm. because there's UHD 4k which is uh, 3840 by 2160. Never trust 4K. Oh, is it 4,000? Nope. It's not 4,000 by. It's 3,800. 3,840 by 2160 is 4K UHD, which is the standard 4K resolution, whereas movie production industry actually uses DCI 4K, which is sitting at uh, 4096 by 2160. So it's got a little bit of uh, extra there. And if you're Hmm. shooting on a, Panasonic, um, if you're shooting on a Panasonic uh, GH4, which is what I have, they have a, they have cinema 4k on there. Um, let me, let me double check. Let me look that up really quick. Double, double. Let me double, double, see what their, uh, um, cinema 4k is. You know what? I don't care. 
Actually, and you guys don't care either. I'm going to look that up later, though. But yeah, there's two different 4K variations on my GH4 that I bought. And it's like, why are we, can't we just set one? Speaking of set one, couldn't we have only had one stupid cat in this movie? No, we had two of them. Um, little interesting tidbit on those cats, mm-hmm. otherwise known as the Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy. Which I can't believe they're doing a third. Yeah. The, uh, Drac? Drac? Who's the... I... Drax? Drax? Something. I love Marvel, if you can tell. Guardians of the Galaxy characters. Sorry, (laughs) I know you guys are rolling your eyes. I don't care. Um, Where is he? You mean Groot. Oh, Drax. Yeah, Yeah, Groot was a little scary walking around just as a head with legs. Creepy shit. (laughs) At least he's not a weird baby staring at you dancing anymore. Yeah, now he's a I love him. That's so cute. I'm like, that's a little creepy. Yeah. I don't like it. But Drax ends up uh, throwing a ball right into a kid's face. It was a pretty funny trailer. <laughs> Will I see it? Maybe. We'll see. But anyways, after that. Not in theater. Not in theater, probably. I hope they have a really good soundtrack. <laughs> um, but anyways. Night's Tale did it better first. Night's Tale. I know. I was at a, um, hey, nice segue. Yeah. You're the best. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, I was at a little casual Super Smash Brothers tournament. Uh, this weekend, uh, very lax, no money to buy in or any of that, but, uh, super fun. I ended up, I did, I did very well, uh, considering I went in expecting to get just dumpstered on, (laughs) uh, the first two matches, I didn't realize the, the kind of breadth of talent we were going to have there. So I just kind of went in as a newbie and I said to the guy I was going to play first, I go, Hey, I'm a little shitty at this, but so maybe take it easy on me. Just trying to clear the air and meet him. Um, I three stocked him. Uh, didn't, didn't drop a life, uh, on both matches. And I knocked him out. I'm like, I look like an asshole now. And then another guy (laughs) sits down and he goes, you any good? I'm like, I'm all right. And he goes, oh yeah. I'm like, I'm, I think I'm okay. I don't know. (laughs) I've been playing since N64. I don't play this one as much, but I love pink Samus. That's my main. Uh, and I, I, I've been practicing a teeny bit. Not, not much. I don't, there's no time. No. I'm dethatching a damn yard and stuff. (laughs) Um, that being said, uh, the reason that this ties into a night's tale, I know you're wondering, oh, mm-hmm. is I looked over at the bookshelf and I saw that he owned the, the host of the party owned it on DVD. And I was like, real nose real, my man. So, you know, shout outs to the homie. That was very fun. And our buddy Michael took first in the one-on-ones. Good on him. The only reason he won though is because I knocked out another guy who would have kicked his ass. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, but before I was even talking about that, we were talking about the cats. Now, those are yet another tie in. So I guess in Makoto's Q and a, um, he kind of expounded on, uh, Daijin and Sadaijin, which is the white and black kind of cat dealies. Uh, they represent nature itself, uh, which is, and that's why he picked the cat because they are beautiful. And majestic, yet unpredictable, just like nature. And which is very true. A cat will swipe at you sometimes. The one in the garage, I'm always, I was feeding the ones in the garage. I'm like, why are you looking at me like you want to kick my ass? Um, The ocean, when it's calm, can be relaxing, but the ocean can also cause a tsunami, which is a quote from him. Uh, And Daijin regains his health when Suzume cares for him, representing the human taking care of nature. And was Suzume drops Daijin and Daijin asks Suzume, asks, you know, Suzume doesn't love Daijin and shrinks back representing humans neglecting nature. So that's mm. kind of um, from, from the source, because that was a little confusing. I wasn't sure what the metaphor there was. 
initially I was like, I think I'm missing some of the deeper tones of this, but it just all kind of ties into that main theme, which is good. You don't want to over, you don't want to overdo themes. Well, no, I'm sorry. Do too many themes in one thing. So by just kind of keeping all things rolling back into the main theme, I think is a very safe, mm-hmm. uh, safe thing. Speculations of the white one being a deity of death, because obviously just brings misfortune to all the, uh, all those around and we had a multi-form thing going on too because when um daijin was gonna save suzume it would like turn into a black cat while saving her which is interesting um and then the black one sadajin being the deity of life would turn white so i don't know there's some pretty interesting reads you can get online but basically saying that like when the white one turns to black it's too represent the deity of life because it's saving Suzume in that moment. And then the black one turns white, um, turning into the deity of death to, I guess, harm the war. I don't know. So, I mean, you can read into that. I'm sure people do write-ups and all that stuff, but we just saw today. I didn't have time to sit down and look everything up, but I know that you can already buy a damn plushie of this cat. <laughs> oh, that's it? Only $75? Cool. Oh my god! Oh, that was just that one. There's a crappier one for oh. 40 bucks. Oh, I don't want a crappier one, though. No, it's still cute. It's just not as nice as the $70 one. Ah. Yeah. Money talks. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> uh, but ultimately, if if we do go by Shinkai himself, that means that, uh, you know, while wanting a little bit of love at the end, uh, nature was willing to say, you know what, let's let the boy live. I'll take I'll take the heat here. So apparently nature's willing to take a hit for the humans. Thanks, nature. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we kind of got into a slew of looking up the the daijin thing of being positions in uh, like government positions in Japan during certain periods, whereas the sadajin was the senior minister of the state overseeing all the functions of the government with the udaijin being his deputy. And it's like of these two keystones is obviously sadajin was bigger being the senior. So is there is that a callback to that stuff, too? And it it gets into a rabbit hole when you start looking into Japanese culture and it stuff really like that. It really is when you and ha- it's very interesting. Well, it's because there's so there's so much history. Like, and mm. I, I've said it before, but like, it's so weird. America's deep history, you know, oh, a hundred years. Like, even AMC boasting, like, granted, that's a pretty solid boast, you know, showing movies for a hundred years. It's like, are you kidding me? Were you guys showing that one? A uh, film with the train coming at the screen and all the people dodged because they thought it was coming at them. Um, but yeah, there, you know, you're walking past stuff in Tokyo and it's like, oh, yes, that's that was built 700 years ago. And you're like, oh, well, anyways, is that a McDonald's right over there? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Japanese McDonald's. I guess they have a, a, a another call out to Chris Broad. If anyone knows Chris Broad, we'll have him on the show, but he goes on that other podcast, the other uh, anime podcast. They're mm-hmm. good friends, so I don't know if he'd come on to this one. Um, but uh, he did another one talking about like cheap food to get, and he did mention our favorite ramen joint. Everyone disses that ramen joint, though. I don't know why. I don't get it. So good. Whatever. We like it, and that's all that matters. Um, we got to go to New York and try and have the American version of it. Because there is that one over there. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Why am I blanking? Yeah, you brought it up and then I'm like, Ichiran. oh. Yep, yep, yep. Ichiran yep. ramen. Uh, anyways, he eventually says, and obviously a cheap route, you can get McDonald's while in Japan and yada, yada. And there's, oh, go ahead. Those were the best chicken nuggets we had. 
Oh, those were great. We of the couple times we had McDonald's over there, it was like that one time when you when you're here in America and you go through the drive through and you get it and it like is fresh and hot and you take a bite and you're like, this is McDonald's, baby. It happens once every 20 visits or something like that. Well, it's every visit in Japan. Um, there's like a samurai burger. There's a couple exclusive burgers over there. Oh. right? And there is its duo of samurai Mac. So it's got two ones, um, the samurai themed ones, each representing a feuding samurai faction. See, like even that, their burger promotions <laughs> have much more deep lineage than anything over here. Um, America stinks. I'm just kidding. I like America. It's fine. I like it a lot. Um, but they have the Samurai Mac roasted soy sauce double thick beef burger. Whoa. So I think they're putting these burgers in soy sauce to soak up the taste. Oh, And then boy. the other one is the roasted soy sauce bacon tomato thick beef burger. Thick beef. Thick beef, baby. <laughs> and don't forget the Coke dry ginger, dry ginger and the Coke dry ginger float. Oh, you'd like that. I wouldn't. I would. I love ginger. Mm-hmm. Nice. Anyways. Um, are you guys still, hello? <laughs> no, you are still They're there. They're all making a trip to McDonald's. Yeah. I oh. do want some, I think tomorrow after, um, our doctor's appointment, we should go get chicken nuggets. I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. From McDonald's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want me to cheat on Wendy? Yeah. Oh. Or we can go to Wendy's too. <laughs> Let's there get was, all of like, the chicken nuggets from all the different ones and have a little taste test tomorrow. Sure, sure. I, there's just something about a McDonald's chicken nugget. It just hits different, but I do love the sweet and sour from Wendy's. So that is hard. Yeah. Because I can't eat chicken. Well, no, I can't. I do like chicken nuggets with ketchup. But... Do you remember the, the names of the Mc, McNugget shapes? Oh, gosh, no. Yeah, I there's didn't... names for the shapes because they're just stamped. Yeah, yeah, Everyone yeah. thought it was random, but no, it's just a stamped dealy. I didn't know they had names. You've got the bell, the ball, the boot, and the bone. Oh, yeah. My favorite is the bone. Sure. T-bone. T-bone. It's me. T-bone. Because <laughs> the ball being too, it's too much of a circle. The bone is the one that's got like flat on one end. Kind of like, it looks like the old pizza boats we used to have in lunch where uh, it was flat on the, at one end, but then a circle, half circle on the other end. Hmm. That's the bone. Interesting. Yeah. It just goes to show humans are naming shit that we don't need to be naming. <laughs> it's a damn chicken nugget. Okay. And Wendy's is just all natural. There are no shapes. Mm, no, they probably got shapes. Right? Yeah, they probably they do. Probably got it. Supposedly they don't. Yeah. But um, what this did make me realize is I do want to do little woodworking projects. I think I might eventually make Faye a little chair. And this works because Faye loves chairs. She does love chairs. And um, it was just before recording this. This is the last story and then we'll let y'all go. Um, Faye, our daughter to anyone, if you're new and you've made it to this point, first off we're friends now because i don't know if a new person would make it all the way to the end here but our daughter Faye, um she sometimes she just has a little bit of trouble sleeping but right before recording i was in there for a freaking hour just i we can we let her cry sometimes just to let her tuck herself out but i was like you know what i don't want to do it let's give danielle a break from this menace and let me go in there and um, had one of the sweetest, you want to talk about what had me tearing up. It was our daughter because 
um, it was one of those things where it's like, I should probably actually write it down because I will, yeah, I'm going to remember it forever. Um, I was, uh, rocking her in her chair and she'll fall asleep on my shoulder, leave like a big pool of uh, slobber on the shoulder. You knew she'd fall asleep on my shoulder when I came in here. Cause yeah, there was just a pool. Um, but she would just, she would lay on me and I'd just be rocking her. And then she'd, <laughs> she was slowly picking her head up and then like really closely looking at me almost forehead to forehead and then just smiling at me. And then <laughs> I'm like, would you lay your head down? So she'd lay it back down. And then I laughed a little bit. Well, I shouldn't have laughed a little bit because then she would slowly pick up her head and she'd look over me. And then she started laughing at me, uh, like laughing with me. And oh my gosh, just etched. And so I so I have to write it down. As a matter of fact, I just started tearing up. I had to pause actually to then continue the story because I was tearing up again. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's a sweet moment. Yeah. By the end of the day, I'm I'm so zapped. I'm kind of like, okay, get your grip. Yeah, this is this is the benefit of yeah, because she whines to you all day. When I get my moments with her, it's nice. Yeah, she she's she's a good girl for daddy. She pushes mama's <laughs> buttons. Well, and well, I had a rough night, so Faye did not want to go take a bath. So I'm like, okay, let's go, let's go get in the bath. And this is my last story before we let you go. Sure, my my, <laughs> my parents, you know, moved out, so. Faye can have her bathroom back so I don't have to bend over in my deep soaked jacuzzi tub to give her a bath. You poor thing. My poor, <laughs> my poor back. My poor me. Um, so I'm, I'm moving the shower curtain over to get it out of the way and I'm bent over and the curtain rod falls on my head, whacks me in the head. <laughs> Faye is just going ballistic. She's locked herself in the closet, in the linen closet and I have the water running so I can't hear her. And then I finally hear <sighs> just like screaming. And then, so I'm all I can imagine because Tom was in a meeting earlier <laughs> when all this was happening because I'm like, Jesus Christ, because the thing's <laughs> Bay is screaming and then she's crying and then I get her I get her all naked for the bath and then she pees on the floor I'm like oh my god what is happening yeah you had uh oh my you had a god. moment it was hilarious I think I may have heard like her I may have heard the cry for a second but I didn't think much of it because I was so engulfed in the meeting um well, I was hoping that you would come out to check on me after I screamed and the thing fell on my head, but it must not have been hear loud the enough. <laughs> I didn't hear the scream. Well, now I'm like scarred because that's the second thing that has whacked me in the back of the head last week. <laughs> <laughs> were, last week, too. Yeah. I had two rolls of pickles. <laughs> and you were so ready to be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I open the fridge door and I'm bent over it. <laughs> it's late. So the giggles are coming out. Yeah. I'm bent over getting some cheese and then <laughs> something hits me in the back of the head. <laughs> I thought I was Tom throwing something at me. What the hell is he doing throwing something at the back of my head? But two, 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 two rolls of bagels fell that off. You the- went up there. And then, yeah, you turned, gave me a dirty look. I'm like, what? I thought you threw something at me. I'm like, do I throw things at you? 
<laughs> like, what do you mean? Oh, it my was gosh. Funny. That was funny. Oh, man. So first you. the bagels last week and now the shower curtain. I'm just waiting oh, for what, what's going to fall on my head next and probably mm. kill me. Oh, cut it out. That's too funny. Oh, my gosh. Oh, thank okay, you for that moment. That was, that was a great bookend uh, to, was- to this, uh, this message here. This message. Of, of nature and tsunamis and in an anime cartoon movie. Oh, mercy. Anyways, hey, have you, did you make it to this point? Oh, boy, howdy. You you must be a great friend of the show. Uh, seriously, we really very much appreciate the support and uh, the fact that you have uh, made it this far. That just means that you genuinely like listening, I think, or you just like suffering. Uh, one of the two. Uh, we say that every time, but uh, seriously, we mean it every time. Uh, we are massive fans of you, and we hope that you're somewhat fans of us. Um, join us in the Discord. Seriously, we love uh, every time a new person pops in. It's just more people to talk to, and genuinely great people in there. We've met some some people that I would I dare ca- I would dare call them uh, friends in there. So uh, join up and uh, see what you think. Anyways. That's that, a bag of chips. Have a great start to the week. And um, let's see, motivational thing. Uh, Do something nice. Maybe uh, give a little bit this week. Feels great to give. And maybe, I don't know, even if it's like, uh, hey, let me get that. Let me get that Wendy's uh, $5 biggie bag for you, my coworker. Or, uh, hey, man, um, I gave you a couple stocks in this Super Smash Brothers game so that I don't whoop your ass too hard. Uh, yeah, anyways, that's that. Danielle, you want to go ahead and uh, send them out and uh, that, then we can get out of here. Bye, guys. <laughs>